I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Watford Buzz podcast, the place where we talk about the greatest football team in the world, Watford Football Club. This week's show is a smaller than usual one, but to compensate, it's full of nothing but Watford chat and Watford chat only. And on today's episode, I've invited back football journalist and Watford fan, Tom Bodell, to help me celebrate that epic victory over our good rivals, Luton, before looking ahead to Watford's next fixture away at one of the season's frontrunners, Reading. So without further ado, Tom, welcome back to the Watford Buzz. And let's start with the obvious. How big was that win last Saturday? Good to be back, firstly. Yeah, fantastic. What a, you know, welcome tonic, I think it's fair to say, to the Newport County result in midweek in the Carabao Cup. And <laughs> yeah. if you'd uh, taken the temperature of Watford fans uh, off the back of that result, you'd have thought we'd have had a, a, a horrendous start to the season. But actually, if you, you take that game out of it, um, at, at the Carabao Cup in total, I suppose, um, you know, three three games unbeaten at this level with a ever kind of changing, evolving sides um, and three clean sheets, crucially, which, you know, at the end of last season would have seemed absolutely impossible, wouldn't it? So yeah. really, all in all, the, the, the perfect day, and particularly with Ishmael Assar and, and Troy Deeney being involved as well. Yeah, it felt good, didn't it? And it's, it's, it's been a long time since the last game between us, both 14 years. And as soon as I woke up on that day, all the memories came rushing back and it was just, oh, it's blooming marvellous to get one over them. And then analysing the game itself too, I mean, it felt like we were the better team on the whole and, and we actually deserved the victory, Tom. Yeah, I think so. I was, I was jotting down notes to myself um, in anticipation today as I watched the game and I thought really and truly that uh, we kept them at kind of arm's length. You know, it was mm. it was the, the chance, obviously a fantastic chance that they did have right before... Uh, what proved to be the the winner from João Pedro, but um, uh, hit the underside of the bar. James Collins wasn't it, who came yes. agonisingly close. But apart from that, you know, they really didn't offer an awful lot. And Ben Foster didn't have a, a serious, didn't have a save to make, I should say. Uh, you know, just just fielded a load of crosses, really, didn't he? So, yeah. um, I, I thought there was a clear, there was a very clear kind of quality divide. Uh, you know, we looked like a team that had just probably been relegated from. The Premier League and particularly those fronts who's Raul Pedro and um, Ishmael Assar looked, you know, immediate kind of signs of a bit of link up and a bit of a partnership between yeah. them, which I thought was yeah. really promising. Wing backs as well were excellent. I thought Tom Cleverley was excellent. James Garner, Craig Cathcart, 
you know, I mean, everyone was excellent, really, but you know, there was a lot of really strong performances to uh, to take out of that. So, mm-hmm. I think, and 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 I think, um, I think it was Tom Cleverley that said it off as you know, that's the kind of the best we've been, the kind of the most, the closest kind of representation of what Vladimirovich wants to see. Yeah. And I think it's it's very hard to argue with that. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned the man there as well, Ishmael Asar. I mean, we've, we've said in the past on this show how good he can be if, if, we, if he gets a chance to play in the championship. And, well, he gave us a really good idea of, of the obvious talents that, that we know he has, didn't he? Oh, absolutely right. And, you know, you think one of his real kind of cornerstone performances from last season was the, the Liverpool win. And, you know, he tore the at the time European and and soon to be Premier League champions apart on the day well if that's what you can do against the defence of that calibre the championship defences I think <laughs> don't stand a chance do they it's you know I, I hate getting sucked into this oh too good for this league kind of thing but I mean he is someone who is clearly far, going to be far too good for this league and with limited kind of time to with you know international uh, with the summer and yeah. quarantining and what have you he's had a, he's had a shorter pre-season than most um, you know, less time to play with his kind of new strike partner than most. Not even really his 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 natural position, but I think in this system, it's where he'd end up playing. And um, yeah, he he was fantastic, really, wasn't he? And uh, on another day, I suspect he would have probably ended up with a goal or, or an assist as well. You know, he was a constant thorn in the, in the Luton Town defence. Yeah, and, and the only. The only unfortunate part of Ismail Asal playing so well is that, of course, other clubs will be looking at him and, and seeing that he's doing it still, and and possibly eyeing up a, a, a transfer for him. But it, it would be it would be so crucial to to the Watford side this season that he stays if if they want to play with, with him, knowing knowing just how good he can be. And this is the thing I, I've said it from the outset. I don't. I think he's the one that it's not a foregone conclusion he leaves this summer. Purely because, you know, yeah. the the outlay on him uh, to get him into the football club, and I tweeted this the other day. I'd love to know what we actually paid. I mean, all transfers you don't you never pay the full amount <laughs> up front, and and even if you do, it's amortised yeah. over the length of the contract. But I would like to know what we actually paid for him rather than the reported fee, because I suspect for a start it will be lower. So that would, you know, that governs what we can ultimately accept for him. But if we work on the basis that it's that 35 million, 40 million fee that's touted, well, we're not letting him go unless unless we see a profit on that because a club of our size does not pay that much money for a player to, uh, you know, not not make a profit on him. It's it's that simple. And, you know, it's not like the days of old where, um, you know, we're desperately trying to bring, you know, cash flow into the club. It's uh, it, we we are, we hold the cards to some extent that we can say no. We, you know, this is the asking price. Meet it, and he's yours. Otherwise, he stays put. So, and especially with the the foreign market, as it were, closing fairly soon. You've got that yeah. two week period for the domestic market, haven't you? Which is still a danger. I I I can't see an opening for him at one of the kind of top five or six Premier League clubs mm. uh, at the moment. So you know, it's it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks, but. 
Um, I feel more optimistic than I have done that he will actually end up staying at least until January. If he has a if he has a tremendous first half of the championship season, absolutely yeah. obliterates defences as I suspect he could, then you know that bid might come in Jan. But if uh, he can at least help us to a healthy position in the first chunk of the season, that would be great, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, good news for Watford fans is that he's here at the minute and he's doing the business. And of course, it wasn't just him on the pitch, although he, he was very, very good. There were lots of lots of talented players strutting their stuff in a yellow shirt last Saturday. And um, I mean, there were plenty to pick. I think Ken Summer stood out for me as, as one of the one of the players mm. who's who's continued to play very well since the start of the season. Garner looked very good as well. Is there anyone else that that you think uh, stood out for you, Tom? Yeah, just, I've got to mention just quickly Ken Summer, and I will give you another name in a second. But I just thought he was so good. Yeah. Um, obviously, his part in the goal, but generally up and down, very strong in in the defensive side of the game and. You know, this was not something I anticipated. The last time we saw him in a Watford shirt, he just looked woefully out of his depth, I thought, in the Premier League, albeit he wasn't helped by being played on the right of midfield occasionally when he's probably the most left-footed player you can imagine. <laughs> but, um, you know, I fully expected him to sort of shuffle off to Zanese or, or or go back to Sweden or something this summer. I never thought he'd be part of the squad, but already he looks like a real asset, yeah. particularly now that, obviously, Pervis opinions uh, moved on to pass yes. new. And I wonder if Ivic saw... Uh, Semmer in training and, and, and that made his mind up over himself being able to to to, to sack I mean it's not it's not down to him is it really but but I'm sure they probably spoke to him and said look will you be able will you be okay if if, if we if we uh, if we sell a stupid end? and he clearly felt like Semmer had enough to, to, to play for him I know he's already said that he wants cover in that position but um but I mean I mean <laughs> Whoever comes in would have to fight hard to, to beat Ken Semmer in, in, in the form he's in at the minute. Well, that's it. It's, the shirt is his and, you know, someone's going to have to come in and wrestle that off him. And I, I think the tricky thing is, obviously, as you said, he wanted cover, but Adam Messina's out until sort of November time, we're led to believe, isn't he? Kiko Femenia played there last season in a back four and did quite well for for Nigel Pearson. But, uh, you know, he's someone who could potentially leave as well. So it's quite tricky. But if, if, if Ken Semmer stays fit and plays the way he has in the first few games, then I think he's a you know, real asset. I was just going to say, some, another name that you know to throw into the mix, um, Jeremy Ngakia, I thought was absolutely phenomenal on the right-hand yes. side. Complete, yes. you know, modern wing-back. I won pretty much every duel I think he was involved in, threat going forward, positive on the ball. I, I just can't believe that West Ham didn't do something to sign him up quicker and... Um, you know, stop him leaving the football club because he was—he looks like a real steal, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a real talent, a very, very good talent, and that's two we've taken off West Ham right now. I bet they're really—they're really kicking themselves that they've let Keener and also Ngakia go as well. I mean, what, what are they doing? I'm not sure, but it's—it's it's, it's playing into Watford's hands. Yeah, certainly right. It's very odd, isn't it, how yeah. their, their business they've done and uh, Keener as well, seemingly. Yeah. I think this is fairly well known that he basically just turned up at London Colney and said, you know, do you want to sign me kind of thing? Because West Ham were just trying to get him out the door and, and we paid something like a million pounds for him, which, yeah. you know, seems an absolute pittance now, doesn't it? I know. And he's, he's one that's been playing well as well. But, I mean, he's he's found himself out of the side on, against against Luton. But uh, we, we, we have... Uh, Great cover now in, in, in central midfield. We've got Garner, um, you know, obviously Chalabar, who's starting to find some of the form. At least we saw that in the in the second half of, of the Notts, uh, the um, the Newport County game. And, um, uh, of course, we've got 
Tom Tom Cleverley, who looks like a player reborn. He's he's loving this leadership role at the minute. Yeah, I was really impressed with him on Saturday because of those those three that you know, and this is nice thing, isn't it? We've got kind of horses for courses now. Keener dropped out on Saturday and that made a lot of sense, I think, having three quite workmanlike midfielders in there, or, or certainly Chalabar and Cleverley and, and Garner, you know, maybe a bit less bit less gritty, but certainly very good ball player. And he was another one impressed, I have to say. Mm. But, um, you know, of those three, Cleverley was probably just about the most natural choice to be the one that was going to go beyond. But I was in, I was impressed with him. He was quite happy to break out and, 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 and get forward and try and get into little pockets of space and make things happen. But, you know, he, he did the leadership role quite well, I thought, didn't he, at times when he needed to. And, mm. um, you know, got stuck into... Uh, I can't remember who it was. Was it, it, was, was it Matty Pitt? Uh, Luke Berry, I think, wasn't it, in the yes. in, our, in yes. our penalty area at one stage. And, so, you know, he's um, a perfect kind of captain in the absence of Troy Deeney. And if, if obviously, Deeney ultimately moves on, he'd be my, my pick. Yeah, and, and Tom Delibashiro looked pretty decent as well. So we're certainly we're certainly good in the central midfield at the minute, which is it's good because it was worrying for a start when we lost to Corey, and then we've heard, we've heard that Capu has handed in a transfer request. So you know that, that that was pretty much our central midfield for the majority of well the last couple of seasons actually. But uh, it looks like we're, we're we're managing to do well there. So that's that's good positive stuff. In a, for, for, for Watford but uh, if we look ahead now to the next fixture and uh, it's Reading and they well they've they've certainly been pretty good so far this season they've picked up three one three, they've picked up three wins from three games and this will be a tricky encounter Tom yeah I don't think anyone really expected this did they given they had a bit of a weird sort of off season with um, the, the future of Mark Bowen was very much up in the air, wasn't it? And it, you know, transpired quite late that he uh, moved on, and you know, kind of brought in a very unknown or or fairly unknown. I think I'm going to, you know, go out on a limb and say that yeah. to 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 the average uh, football fan, Poundovich is not particularly the head coach is not particularly well known. But no. you know, they've made a they've made a great start, haven't they? And mm. you know, it could be that they fade away but early doors you can't you can't knock what they've done and they got a, a very good result at the weekend as well so yeah um that you know that's gonna be a re- that's gonna be a real test of our metal but you know Luton were up there as well lest we forget ahead ahead of this game they they'd won I think every game and they including the Carabao Cup so yeah uh, it should be a, a a real good test of our uh credentials and Paunovic is a fellow Serb as well so he probably knows Ivic and uh, I'm sure it'll be an interesting test, Serb versus Serb. I mean, maybe it's similar styles. Who knows? They're, I think what surprised me about about Reading is the the kind of um, you know the goal the goals they've been scoring. You know, they got. I look at their forwards prior to the season. There's um, you know nothing particularly exciting. That George Puskas is meant to be you know, quite good and, and did fairly well last season. But some of the others, Sam Bulldog, Yaku Mate, Mark McNulty, not great. Sonia Luko was all right a few mm. years ago. Lucas mm. Zhao, you know, came into the club not very long ago, moved in uh, last summer. Um, and he, and he smacked, smashed in six goals already. Yeah. And you just think, you know, real, um, real surprise package. But I would not have expected much from them this season quite a young squad as well it should be said in in a lot of areas a lot of kind of homegrown players I'm thinking you know Omar Richards Tom McIntyre 
uh, few others that in there, Michael Elisa, Annie Rinomota. You know they got they got quite a young squad in a lot of places, but you know you can't you can't quibble with what they've done so far. Yeah, yeah, Morrison as well, another decent player. They've they've got some they've got some good players in there. But how do you think Watford will will line up for this one, Tom? Do you think it's just same again, or, or, or do you think one or two changes? What's your what's your opinion? Yeah, I, d- I don't I don't think there's any need to go out and make a change, is there? Um, I think the big thing is is obviously. Is this minus R still going to be at the football club by then? The, mm, yeah. Unless something happens, we're recording. Um, we're recording Monday night, so unless something happens between now and Saturday, which is entirely inconceivable, we've seen how yeah, quickly yeah. Uh, Roberto Pereira's move has come about um, in the yes. last kind of three or four days. Um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why you would uh, shake it up. I think probably more likely that there might be a, a change on the on the substitutes bench is. Um, you know, are we able to reintegrate Luis Suarez yet? I'm not quite sure what the what the deal is with him, or, or maybe is Will Hughes going to be? I'm not quite sure again what the deal is with him. Is he going to be ready? But otherwise, I, I don't see any reason why you would, would would change a winning team and a team that must be on on cloud nine after the weekend. Yeah, indeed. We we, we, did, we did see Troy Deeney come on uh, at, right at the last uh, couple of minutes, and he. He looked he looked decent, but you'd, you'd imagine still trying to get back to full match fitness. But uh, is there a chance that he could start in 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 place of Pedro, or do you think Pedro keeps his place? I think Pedro deserves to keep his place, and he'll obviously be you know particularly pleased after getting his first goal for the club and first goal in English football. And he was another one I thought did really well, and you yeah. know dealt quite smartly with you know I thought I jotted down at one point that I thought. You know, Luton felt like they were rotating the fouls, particularly Sonny Bradley and Matty Pearson at centre half. You know, they were just, but he, you know, he he rode it out. He, you know, if he felt a bit of contact, he made sure he got the free kick for his team. And you know, he's not he's not someone. He is young and he has come from South America, but you know, Brazilian football, South American football is pretty uh, cutthroat at times, and he he's dealt with that side of things really really well so I think he deserves to start but you know there's competition for places up front more than anywhere else isn't there obviously Troy comes comes back into the fold now after the weekend mentioned Luis Suarez um, Stipe Perich has got his suspension to serve then you've got Penuranda who obviously scored yeah, yeah. Um, Glenn Murray's in still the there cup <laughs> as well Glenn Murray's yeah. still there uh, Jerome sinclair has been around here Danny Welbeck there's sort of hints he might come back into contention isn't there um, as well, so you know, if you're a striker and you don't c- contribute, you can reasonably assume that you'll be out of the team, but the following weekend because someone will be chomping at the bit to take your place. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was saying in the in the last podcast that uh, that Pedro looks like a player that he, he knows exactly how to how to score. He just needs that first goal, and once he's once he's got it, he'll be off. And I feel like like you, Tom, that he deserves his place against Reading and. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that more goals can follow because he was certainly getting in the right positions, wasn't he? I think he's been probably a little, considering himself a little bit unlucky, um, you know, up to this point to not to not have scored prior to the Luton game. I thought um, he, he's looked bright in the bits I've seen. I haven't watched the entirety of every game, but I've watched the extended highlights if I haven't seen the whole game. And I kind of, you know, I kind of thought he was a little bit unlucky. Uh, was it against Sheffield Wednesday? He had a really good. Um, I'm sure it was Chef Wednesday he had a really good chance he's, and the other thing I would say as well if he's not been always the one in the position to have the chances he has 
linked up very well. I love, there was definitely against Sheffield Wednesday. He put a nice little ball sort of around the corner for... Oh, I can't think who it was who had the shot. Um, sort of slashed it across the face of goal. But, you know, he's... Garner, he's, maybe? It might have been Garner, yeah. He's very quickly kind of got into... Um, you know, into the speed of things, and and uh, when you consider how little football he actually played, um, you know, last season after arriving in in January, he's very much limited to the FA Cup. He might have had a couple of runouts in the Premier League right towards the end after Project Restart, but you know that was that was the limit of it. So to be kind of thrown into the Championship this season, um, you know, he's 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 made a really really impressive start. I was just. Pulling up his uh, his shot map for the season so far, he's had uh, ac- according to uh, the data I can see here, he's had five, six shots, I should say, sorry, and four four of them have been you know very much in the sort of centre of the goal, inside the inside the penalty area, between the penalty area and six yard box. And I just think if that's you know repeatable over a season, if he can repeat that over the course of a season, he's probably going to score quite a few goals from from that kind of area, very high value area. So. The, the omens are good so far, I would say. Yeah, and another victory would see Watford match Reading on points and just before the international break as well. Three wins out of four. I think most fans would probably take that at this stage, but uh, they've got to go out there and do it, obviously. But uh, it could be a really good positive just before the international break. Absolutely. I think the um, the kind of the, the negativity, as I said earlier, after the Newport game, if we can go into the international break unbeaten and... Uh, you, you know, up there with the the, the, the real pace setters at this stage, you, c- you can't ask for much more than that. Given all the the unknowns that we had at the beginning of the season, you know, what was if it's yeah. going to be like? Who was still going to be here? Who was coming into the football club? Who was going to be available? It's been very clear that there are those that, and you know, the club have said it in the last week that can be selected and called upon, and those that can't be. And you know, mm. given all that and the the truncated preseason, if we um, if we go into that first international break up there with the real pace setters, then I, I don't think Ivic could have done any more given all those factors. Great stuff. Well, finally then, Tom, before I go and before I let you go, can I just get a prediction from you for the match? Oof. I think given the Reading have been, you know, pretty hot amongst the... Among the goals so far, I'm, I, I suspect we might lose our record of clean sheets, but I'm going to say... Now, I don't think we've been particularly, obviously, prolific at this stage, so I'm going to say we'll edge them out 2-1. 2-1, interesting. I hope you're right, but like you, I think it could be a close one. Well, thanks for joining me again, Tom, and that's it for today's shortened show, but we'll be back after the international break with some more great insight great analysis and of course great guests if you enjoyed the series so far make sure to share it to your mates give us a retweet and please get in touch to tell us what you want to see in future episodes so that's it from me matt messiano this has been the watford buzz podcast see you next time hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.